From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 134. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet, great deals on high-quality pens of a 100% satisfaction guarantee, and Dash, where you can create beautiful dashboards with just a few clicks, and we have something very special from Dash a little later on in the show. My name is Mike Hurley, and I have the pleasure every week of introducing Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Happy holidays to you, sir. Happy holidays. This is our Christmas week episode so happy holidays to everyone hope everyone has an awesome week and gets loads of pen and paper goodness uh this week and uh hopefully they share it with us too i'm sure they will i hope so i i think if there's one thing we know about our audiences they like to share yes oh man they're so good they're so good they shared so much after last week's episode this bag episode was a hit apparently yes I got so many tweets and emails and follow-ups. Um, it'll probably be trickling in over the next few weeks. But I, I did want to mention real quick, there were um, a couple that popped, a couple of uh, bag companies that popped up. You know, we just we just couldn't, everything couldn't make the cut last week. It was such a long episode, and I talked about so many different vendors. And a couple that I wanted to get to that I didn't last week, um, primarily Rickshaw Bag Works. I got a bunch of comments Basically, I can't believe you left Rickshaw off, and it wasn't uh, on purpose. I'm, I actually own a Rickshaw uh, folio for a moleskin folio that they make. That's really, really good. <clears throat> so, excuse me, I wanted to give Rickshaw Bagworks a special shout out because a bunch of our listeners are apparently uh, fans of their products. Are you are you familiar with them, Mike? I think I probably talked about them, you know, a hundred episodes ago when I bought that folio. I've heard uh, of them a, a bunch of times. Um, yeah. They're one that comes up with Tom Bin, you know, like you hear yeah, Rickshaw and Tom Bin quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I have heard of them. It was like a lot of the bad companies that we spoke about last week. I'd, I'd heard of a bunch of them, but just kind of mm-hmm. forgot about them at the same time. Yeah. And Rickshaw is one of those companies where you can, if you find a product that suits your needs, you can customize the build of it. So you can, you know, pick out all the panel colors and the piping colors and the binding colors and and all of that stuff and pick out all your different materials. So it's really cool how you can go through and uh, build um, some of your uh, products. And I've actually checked them out. Their, uh, their founder, um, he, he's really open about their business model. And they do a lot of uh, images and pictures from their factory. So I've taken a keen interest in what they're doing from the from the not perspective. Oh, and, uh, okay. And, so like you know, seeing a... how the, all the manufacturing goes. So right. big fan of the rickshaw. A um, couple more, uh, Dispatch, um, which is spelled Dispatch without any vowels. Um, they, also a San Francisco bag company, they're, I've seen some of their bags before. They just look like really, really solid, durable, clean design, uh, very nice bags. I think it was Doug Lane that sent me this uh, as a reminder, and I, I was definitely familiar with what Dispatch did before. And also, Free Tag, um, which... I'm not sure I'm not exactly pronouncing that right, Mike. But um, our friend of the show, J. Robert Lennon, sent me this probably a couple months ago. Um, I forget what we were even talking about at the time. Um, but they use uh, a lot of recycled products and, and make some really, really interesting messenger bags, backpacks, totes. They are super expensive, though. <clears throat> All the free tag goods. Um, but I'm not sure. they. When we mentioned that, though, when... Uh, when uh, John mentioned that, we had uh, a lot of people chiming in on how uh, good the free tag stuff is. So uh, that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, lots of people were, well, a bunch of people hated on us because that we were making them spend more money. Uh, and like another thing, people, lots of people were kind of sending in like their bags or agreeing with some of our uh, descriptions and things like that. So it was a, definitely a, yes. an, a normal episode, but with a, <laughs> you know, with, yes. with a little bit extra. We were loved and reviled at the same time. It's pretty much how it always goes with this show. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, and I, I'm sure we'll have more as, as people uh, continue to uh, listen to the episode. So keep sending us all your bag stuff. And and I'm not gonna lie, I've I, last thing I need is another bag right now. But I've been I've been looking uh, a lot, and I've been playing around with some of the Tom Ben stuff because you can kind of mix and match your colors there too to uh, make some of the bags. But uh, anyway, so there'll, there'll be more bag news and notes as we uh, uh, carry on throughout the years on the the Pen Addict slash Bag Addict podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, back on the pen front, there is, um, 
I don't know what you call these blogs that Gawker does. They're, they're like all these sub blogs. Um, and this one's called Dom- Domesticity. Domestic City. How would you pronounce this? Domesticity. There domesticity, you go. I think that's yeah. Domesticity. So it's like a sub blog in the, in the Gawker network, which, you know, Gawker. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> yeah, they made a, um, it, this was sent to me a bunch. Um, they did a post on Domesticity. Uh, what is the best pen? And it really didn't solve anything, and it was just kind of a interesting post, and it was good to get shared around. But this is like straight up out the uh, Office Max shelves. You know what is the best pen? You know the Pilot G2 and PaperMate Flare and Pilot Precise V5. But um, what's always found interesting about these posts is actually it usually gets off the rails in the comment section, and there's already almost 700 comments about pens in this, and a lot of people are are um you know, on this on the same bandwagon as the original uh, author of the post is, you know, just the basic uh, pens. But then you start getting into people like, where's the Sharpie pen? I love the Sharpie pen. And then it's it inevitably ramps into um, some fountain pen love and some things like that. It's every time they do a post like this, they've done some things like this on Lifehacker and some other blogs before. Um, but every time they, they do this, it always uh, escalates. And um, it's amazing to see all of the people chiming in on a post like this about all the pins. It just goes to show that um, there's there's lots of pin nerds out there, Mike. And, um, you know, we need, to, we need to get them listening to the show and reading the blog and they can uh, step their pin game up even more than they already do. So, you, you know, this was a popular um, a popular post when, uh, what's that, uh, the Saved You a Click account? Oh, yeah. You know that? Yeah, yeah. It, it, this article landed on save you a, saved you a click, you know, for uh, what's the what is the best pin? And it's like saved you a click, and it says apparently this one. <laughs> they linked to the Pilot G two, so I thought that was pretty funny. So uh, there, we saved y'all a click. If y'all don't want to, uh, y'all don't want to have Gawker show up in your uh, browsing history. <laughs> don't don't trust what they got to say. Trust what we have to say. That's right. Always trust what we have to say, and always trust our lovely sponsors. Because they're amazing, and they're what keep us going. And uh, we have some cool ones today, like our friends at Dash, huh, Mike? Yes, uh, our friends at Dash actually have created a, a little song that they Ooh. would like us to play. Uh, it's by uh, Jonathan Mann, who is Ooh. an awesome musician. And if you listen to the Accidental Tech podcast, you'll be familiar with him. Yeah, Song ready? A Day Man. The Song A Day Man. Are you ready, Brad? I'm ready. Well, goddamn, it's Dash, where you can easily create real time. Dashboards that show information. There are dozens of pre-built widgets for services like app figures, Google Analytics, GitHub, and don't forget Twitter. Go to thedash.com. You don't need no credit card. Go to thedash.com. Play with it because it is fun. show custom data it's got a great api to share from dropbox or the web things like line charts speedometers tables or use iframe the pricing model is a lot like github all the public dashboards for free for 10 bucks a month unlimited private dashboards could be yours so go to the dash.com they're currently running a promotion if you sign up at the dash.com private dashboards you'll be able to get one go to the dash.com you don't need no credit cards go to the dash.com and play with it because it is fun thank you so much to Dash for sponsoring this week's episode of The Pen Addict and helping us support Real AFM with a little bit of fun. That was amazing. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The thing that Jonathan makes me Mann. sad is that's pretty much what I say for Dash, but but he, <laughs> Jonathan Mann just says it's so much better than I do. Maybe I need yeah. to start singing all of our sponsors instead. Yeah, he's a superstar. He uh, he spoke at the XOXO Fest this past year. He um, did. That's a great talk. Yeah. I've seen that one. It was probably one of the top two or three talks at the at the festival um in my opinion so um and that's that's high praise because there's really no bad talks there to so to like really knock it out of the park um in that company uh jonathan did a really great job so y'all should check that out 
That's in the show notes. Show notes are at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 134. I'm excited about what we're getting ready to talk about, Mike. Yeah, you've done some good work here, buddy. Yeah, I'm, uh, I figured it was time in our field notes, um, love fest that we have on the podcast here to now that the ambition edition's out and there's a nice clean break at 25 released field notes, colors editions. These are the subscription editions that I thought it would be fun to rank them. And we're going to go from 25 to one, Mike. These are my rankings on what I think about every field note edition that has been released so far under the color subscription header. So these are all the ones that um, that field notes puts out um, quarterly since 2008, I think, was the first edition. And now we're 25 editions in. So uh, we're going to make some people mad, Mike, <laughs> talking about not, not ranking their favorite edition high enough and, you know... Um, Lots of arguing and disagreeing and agreeing, which is exactly what it should be. These are my rankings. No one else's rankings. And Mike, you can yell at me, you know, uh, as I go through this. But actually, you and I, for the most part, are on the same page on what we think about some of these additions. Well, and, I'm um, looking at this list and, uh, and I'm not sure. Now, the reason I haven't put together a list is because I have not tried all 25 editions. <clears throat> so I'm just going to shout at Brad. Uh, as he gets them all wrong, so yeah, that's <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it because I actually do have all twenty five editions. Um, there's Look actually at me, a few... la di da. I'm Brad da. <laughs> yes, speaking of which, if anyone has a sealed three pack of Butcher Orange, I'm still interested. So get in touch. <laughs> if, yeah. if you need some extra money for uh, Christmas, uh, let me know. Are you being serious right now? Yeah. Do you think there is anyone? Who knows? There's, they've got to be expensive, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much I'd pay, so we'll see. <laughs> no one, no, anytime I ever mention it, no one ever comes with anything, uh, so we'll see. That's the one I still need, but uh, regardless, I've actually used a Butcher Orange, and you know we've talked about that and shown some pictures of that. There's probably there's actually one or two editions in this list that I have not actually written in, but um, I'll be correcting that as we go through the go through the years. But let's get into this list, okay? Yes. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go reverse reverse order. We're gonna start. With number 25, what I think is the worst edition, and that's the Expedition Edition. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it is kind of unfair to put the Expedition in a list. Could not agree more. It was was built to be different anyway, you know? So I look at it from my usage perspective. A lot of people, like, hunt these down. When they ran out of, they, one of their printings sold out. Because this became a stock edition. So one of their printings sold out. And they just haven't had... There was a gap between when they had to reprint them and get them back in. And a lot of people were clamoring for them. Because they really fit a specific need. They're a great addition, you know, for people that, you know, work in the field. And need, you know, some more water waterproofness and durability out of their additions. And use ballpoints or pencils. Because that's really the only... Um, only writing instruments that work on the paper. It's the plastic paper, the Yupo paper. And that just doesn't work for me. So I never use these editions. And I don't know. It's just one that doesn't interest me. Uh, I think a lot of people, I don't know if they'd have it as their number one edition, but I bet it's top five for a lot of people. And that just goes to show you that these are made for a lot of different uses, right? Yeah, there will be some people that this will be their number one because it allows them to write in crazy conditions or something, you know? Yep, totally, totally. So, you know, this is not an indictment on any edition. It's just where it's fit into my needs of using them and how cool they are and how uh, useful they are. So number 24 is the Cold Horizon edition. Yeah, I think... I might actually put this at the bottom of my list, like because I still I love the way they look. I think it's one of the best looking editions because it's mm-hmm. made with this care, you know, like the gradient, right? But that paper, man, <laughs> <laughs> the paper's a little rough. It's almost a little uh, like it's coated a little bit, almost. I, I don't know the exact specs on it. I don't have it in front of me. But what happened with this edition for me, as hap- 
has happened with several other editions. I have one opinion when I receive them the first time. Yeah. Right? You know, they're fresh out the box. You know, we haven't seen a new edition for three months. We have certain feelings about getting that new model. And then the actual using of the field notes happens. And then you kind of decide, well, did this really like live up to it? So I think when it first came out, I thought they were really beautiful. And then by the time I've used one and then compared them to other editions, it really, really dropped in the rankings for me. It's just, it ended up being one of the most boring editions, um, just out of usability, right? Um, and, you know, things could still change. And I've had some editions that I've kind of bagged on in the past that have actually moved up in my rankings. And the way I look at these rankings, Mike, is if I had 25 of these, one of each of these editions laid out on the table, which one would I pick up first to use? Which one would I pick up <laughs> second to use? You know, uh, no, but I, I, you, you have to kind of, you have to quantify that for me though, because does that mean you love them and you want to keep them or you love them and you want to use them? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think love, this is using them. I think this right. is about using them. And, you know, so Expedition is the last one I would pick up and I would choose the Cold Horizon to use before the, if there were only two editions, I would pick up the Cold Horizon ahead of the Expedition edition. So there's that. So so you would use your favorite one? Because I mean, like, you know, the idea of the collector, like it depends how you're coming at it. You know, Mm -hmm. like if you're collecting, you probably use your least favorite first, right? So you've got your favorite for longer in the collection. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Sure. But everybody knows, you know, you are no, uh, you are no staunch collector in the idea, Mm -hmm. in the the essence, you used your butcher orange. Sure. You know, like an animal. (laughs) I still get grief about that a little bit every now and then. I was telling. Just out of fun. I was telling my girlfriend this story. Like mm-hmm. like a week or so ago, I was like, people hated him for that. I was like, I, I still don't understand why you did it, but I do understand why you did it, if that makes sense. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do it. I yeah. would have kept it. Uh, yeah. But I don't um, I don't begrudge the fact that you've used it, but I'm sure we're going to get to Bourgeois Engine a bit. Oh, yes. Oh, without a doubt. So number 23 on the list is the Dry Transfer Edition. This was a really strange edition for me. This was one that... What were you going to say? Sorry, I keep butting in on you today. No. Uh, no. Dry Transfer was my first. Yeah, I remember we talked, you and I talked about this edition a lot. And it's really cool in the fact that, you know, it's basically a blank craft um, notebook. And then they have these, uh, for lack of a better term, stickers. It's not stickers. It's basically like a press-on. It's Dry Transfer. It's it's uh, Dry Transfer. I know of it as being called Letraset. Okay, I haven't heard that. Uh, phrase but I, th- I think that that might have been a a brand Letraset. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, that's something I know. Like Letraset Dry Transfer. Yeah, so that way you you could actually title the field notes as you wished, right? You could instead of it saying field notes in the awesome Futura font, they give you a set of letters and numbers, and you can make your own own uh, title for your books, like I love I Mike or something like that. And mm-hmm. I just never got into doing that. You know, I have. I have them sitting around and I am so anal retentive that it would drive me berserk if I didn't get that on straight or centered. So I never did it. And so therefore I've never really had any use for this edition. The video I think that Brian made uh, had him like drawing out with a ruler and everything, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, I still have my uh, my dry transfer paper. With the let- mm-hmm. some of the unused letters on them. Yeah. Did you did you uh did you actually use one? Did you build one out? And I, uh... I used them all because at the time it didn't. It wasn't a collector thing for me. Sure. Well, what did what did you put on the front of them? What did uh, you uh, spell? I can't remember what I put on all of them, but I know one. You of probably them... put I, you probably put I love I Mike on there too. <laughs> probably. Uh, I, one of them said seventy decibels on it. Ah. But I don't know what nice. the rest said. I can't remember. Yeah. So I don't know that. That edition almost kind of gets lost in the shuffle for me. Like, no one really talks about it. No one really, you know, when they came out, they were hot because you could, you could customize them like that. And that's always a big deal. But number so 22. The no, reason is Letraset was a company in the UK uh, and they were known for making dry transfer lettering. Okay. Uh, they, they were one of the main companies that actually made it. So that's why I know it as Letraset because when I grew up, 
it was made by the Letraset company and they kind of trademarked it and, and et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, you know, you like Kleenex, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like yep, a brand exactly. becomes the thing. Well, that was what Letraset was like for us. Very cool. Very cool. Speaking of you, you growing up and we're going to have to do this one episode. There was a, uh, there was a Twitter explosion after uh, one of our episodes where uh, the Filofax talk and all the yikes stuff. So we're going to yeah. have to go back. We're going to have to go back to your childhood uh, early next year and get get that uh, out of your system because I don't want to see all that stuff clogging up my feet again. <laughs> yeah, you kind of got bombarded for a couple. Of I days. did. It was awesome though. It was cool. So yeah. we'll uh, we'll bring all that back and uh, we'll we'll talk about yikes and Filofaxes and Mike's childhood uh, stationery. So that's maybe a good uh, a good topic for. 2015 Panatic Podcast. All right, number 22 is the famous, world-famous Shelterwood edition. I'm coming around slowly on this edition, Mike. And that's what happens to me sometimes. You know, I have my initial thoughts, love, hate, somewhere in between. And then as more editions come out and new things are on the market, it changes my opinion of some of the older editions. I'm yet to use a Shelterwood. I've always greatly respected this edition. It's a amazing edition. And they actually, it was so popular, they made a similar um, stock edition called the Cherry. It's Cherrywood, I believe. Um, so they carry a, a, a wood veneer stock notebook now. It's still one of the most impressive editions ever made. It hasn't been useful for me. This would be a lot of people's number one edition. I still don't get it, but I'm open to listening, if that makes sense, because they're doing this stuff like the Starbucks Starbucks one. So this this wood veneer covers are not going away. They've become a thing, well, and they they're look impressive. Incredible. That's they look incredible. They're amazing. And you know, our friend of the show, Mike Dudak, he uh, he has taken to getting some of the shelter woods and doing like a a wood burning stamp on the back of his. So you can do so much with this Shelterwood edition. It looks really, really cool, but I don't use it. I've never used it. I don't know if I am, but I'm coming around people. You're, you're breaking me down. You need to use one. I I should, I should. And actually in retrospect, I would use it now before number 21, which is the ambition edition. That's been kind of a letdown for me. Um, it's been a hugely popular edition. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. I had to stop using it because I wasn't enjoying it. Um, I don't know what it is. It's a flat out beautiful edition. Um, it's the it's the gift that will keep on giving this Christmas. I'm sure lots of people are getting this in their stocking because it's just it's really holiday centric. And I don't know. It's it's a good looking edition. It's just not for me. And I still haven't been able to pinpoint why. I think you have to be a person that uses notebooks in this way, and I don't think either of us are. Yeah, I think yeah, that's so- fundamentally it. Like. I don't think either of us keep daily journals, you know? Right, right. Um, yeah, I actually mailed out my extra ledger. I mean, not the ledger, the uh, the calendar, the journal one. Yeah. So, yeah, I just don't have a huge, huge this need is, for it. This is the only set since I started collecting that I've not ordered another pack of. The, literally mm. the only set. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Because I will yeah. never use these, and I know I'll use the others. Mm-hmm. Um, So what's interesting is before like the past year, I had another set at the bottom of the list and it was the balsam fur edition. And that's what comes in at number 20. I never have one of these. Really? Yeah, I've never had one. Yeah, I remember us talking about this. It was a very weird edition. It had it actually had a different retail version, a different band on the retail version. That was what I ended up getting because I thought I I got a pack online and they were just uh, the green ones. I can't remember what they were called, but they weren't called balsam fur. Yeah, boy, what's that alternate name? I can't remember. Yes, but you're exactly right. So I have one of the the main the one of the regular editions that uh, ship with like the cream and red band instead of the stock black and white band, and it's just a very super average edition. I don't know if it's something for these. Uh, if you notice, I really don't like the winter editions. I think Expedition, huh. Cold Horizon. Ambition and Balsam Fur have all been winter editions, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I'm not looking right at the page, but I think... I know Balsam Fur, Ambition, 
and Cold Horizon were all the winter releases, and I think Expedition was winter as well because they were talking about that Antarctica trip. It was winter, um, winter 2012. So for some reason, I'm not loving all the winter editions, which I just put that together as I'm looking at this list. And maybe even number 19, you'll have to go back and look. Number 19 on the list is the Northerly edition. When did that come out? Winter. So we'll have to see. Win- winter 2011. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about those winter editions. This is a beautiful cover, and it has a great paper on the inside. Style-wise, it's like the white lines. It's the reverse grid. It's a gray page with white lines. Uh, white grids but it, it was another one like the cold horizon it's tough when you have a colored paper cold horizon had a blue colored paper normally had a gray colored paper those are hard to write on the not all pens work well with that type of paper so that one kind of fell down the list because it's not as functional it's beautiful like in the packaging and the exterior of it the white cover with the silver um, lettering on it it's really really sharp looking but usability wise it's not that great one of, um, one of my favorite looking editions, uh, Nor- yeah. Norvali. I, I love Norvali. Uh, yeah. It was one of the ones it's, that I lusted of over until I could, could get one. I actually can't remember if I ever got a set, but you sent me one. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, you did. Maybe so. I you think did. like a single. Yeah. Yeah, from the pack that I opened and used. And it's just, it's one of those that looks better than it actually works, in my opinion. So that, that knocks it down the list. Um. Just going back a step, balsam fir yep. was that the one where they sent out the tree, but yep. uh, the tree and the sap leaked in them. Yeah, yeah. So they sent out a uh, a fir branch in each of the packaging, and you got this. You open up the envelope, and you got this. You know, this scent of of balsam fir Christmas coming out of your envelope. So um, I threw that away. I don't have the uh, original. I don't have the original fir branch like I do have from some of the other. Uh, um, other color subscription editions, like, you know, they put in the special things like that. But, yep, that was exactly that edition. So, kind of the opposite of Northerly is it comes in at number 18, and that's the County Fair edition. This edition is highly usable. It's beautiful. It's well done. I love the red, yellow, and blue covers. I love all the different states' information you get. I love the white paper with the gray graph line. It's a highly, highly usable edition. It's just become an overkill edition. It's anywhere and everywhere, and it's just become kind of boring in that aspect. Um, yes, because they made one for every state, so they had to make loads of them. Right. Because you can and still it, buy them, right? Yeah, they still reprint states, so it's kind of a kind of sort of a stock edition. It's one of the most... It's one of their most impressive print runs in the fact that they had to put together 50 different graphics of notebooks, kind of like the Shelterwood's impressive technically. This is impressive in quantity that they did. And like I said, it's one of the most usable editions, and it's a really good gateway um, edition for someone who's not familiar with field notes. You know, you know, your friend can buy them the state that they were born in or the state that they currently live in, and it's a great gift. So it's so, an awesome, beautiful edition. I just rarely use it. Something that I've never seen before, or maybe I haven't, didn't remember. On the page, you know, like you've got the edition size. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. says edition size, so complicated. Yes, that's that one uh, is definitely kind of uh, gone off the rails as far as numbers go. So uh, people don't even like consider that any type of limited edition anymore. Yeah, it's effectively they... it is effectively a standard edition. Yes. Now. Yeah. And they one of these um one of the good things about the county fair is they wear very well. Like when these are used, they look beautiful. Um just they have that beaten look and just it really works with the way um the the edition was made, but it's just not one I I pick up and use very often. The county fair is maybe the only book that makes me wish that field notes were a little bit more international so I could mm-hmm. so I could have an equivalent yeah, yeah. London, so you could but, so but, you could feel included. Yeah, but I get the Americana aspect of it is part of their brand. Yes, yes, definitely. Oh, by and, the uh, way, whilst we're talking about this, I watched the Draplin TED Talk. Yeah, that we spoke about last week. Sure, loved. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Have you seen it? Yeah, making it in oh, the yeah. little leagues. I'll put it back in the show notes again in case anybody missed it. But oh, really, really loved it. Yeah. He it's he does a really good job, and the whole video is just really cool. 
Very cool. Number 17 in the Field Notes Top 25 is Packet of Sunshine. Um, this was, I don't know if it was the first, but it, it, it really uh, stepped the game up on what they included with the Colors Editions. So this was almost known for the Sunflower Seeds packet that they sent with the notebooks more so than the notebooks. And that's kind of the case because all the notebooks are very similar. All the color, they have the yellow color cover is the same. And then they have different uh, ink colors printing on the outside, uh, green, orange, and red, I believe. I'm not staring right at them. But it ended up being just kind of a blah addition as far as usefulness goes. I mean, it's just kind of there. I mean, it's cool how they did the uh, the sunflower seed packs and I actually have that pack still sitting in there in my, in my storage of my field notes. But um, the, the packet of sunshine book itself has never been all that useful to me. Number 16 is the Arts and Sciences Edition. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with me is there are lots of awesome Field Notes editions. Weren't we talking about how awesome these were like two weeks ago? Yeah, so when you start to put together a list, then you start to realize there's only so far it can move up the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, get you, you should... You should see some of the ones that don't even crack the top 10, Mike. It's amazing. It's that's like as far up as I could put it just because there's other editions that are that good. I mean, the middle range of this top 25 list is loaded with just epic releases that are just great. But that's just that's a testament to field notes. They make so many awesome editions that that's what happens. Arts and Sciences is 16th out of 25, and it's one of the coolest editions yet. I love the... A lot of people didn't like the uh, the larger size. I think it's a great size. Um, it it would have ranked higher if we didn't... For me, if it didn't have the lined version, if they were both graph or grid or some other thing like that, because I don't use the lined version. I actually traded uh, my lined versions, uh, my arts versions for more science versions. So... Yeah, it's that's exactly the, the great you, thing you about hit the, the nail art, on the head, Mike. The arts one has the plain paper too. Well, they both have plain oh, on the yeah, left hand do, side. They? Yeah, they yep. Do. And uh, they using, have. Uh, I'm saying I'm I'm literally using one right now. That's an arts. What a great, what a great addition that is. And that you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That's how hard it is, um, to to rank these things because. You look at that edition, and I could go use that edition right now and just love every second of it. I will be and so it's... sad when I run out of these. It's on my list to buy more because I—I've said this before that I—they are the books that I use to take notes when I'm recording because they're big and they open flat and they're just perfect. I—I yeah. I love the arts and sciences. It would go very high up my list. This is top five, is... I think. Yeah, this edition is tracking towards a stock edition, in my opinion. I really hope just any any book of that size, I think the Starbucks thing shows yeah. that they're interested in making more of this size. I really, really hope they do. Yep, exactly. I couldn't agree more. Number 15, and this is sure to draw some ire, unexposed. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with you anymore. I, you are like a, a weird human. Again. I love this. Again. We were talking about how much we love these editions. Didn't mm -hmm. you say something about the covers, though? You didn't. No, I like the covers. I think some people were complaining that they crack a little more and are a little bit less durable. I haven't had that problem. Okay. Now I'm good. I'm good with the break cover breakdown. And actually, I'm good with any of these if the cover rips or anything like that. Because I mean, they're getting they're getting carried in in rough places. You know, like a back pocket or just getting you know thrown around a desk and carried. So yeah, I'm. I always, I always, I always tape on it. I always believe that field notes are more beautiful when they're used. Totally. When they don't shut properly and the covers are worn and they're cracking, uh, yeah. and they've got pages ripped out. Uh, th that is, yeah, they are more beautiful when used. I think by by far, I can't think of any edition that has looked worse as it's been used. It's actually yep. one of like even though I don't like the paper of the cold horizon, it it ages the best like it cracks yep. and you see the white through it and a lot of people don't like mm -hmm. that but i love yeah. that yep i do too and they the expedition edition for those that use it actually wears really well because it doesn't break or crack 
it just kind of uh, slowly um, fades off the front cover, just from like a like a rub fade. Mm-hmm. Like if you can, and and the white comes through from the uh, plastic covers, it actually looks pretty good. Let me tell you, that's one of the great things about Shelterwood. It doesn't really, you don't really age it, but you can manipulate hmm. it. Yes, so you can bend it and it stays. And, and yeah, it's, that's a, a really nice one to use. Although it can be a little bit frustrating sometimes because it it refuses to close, but. Mm-hmm. I think I, you know, why I should put something on top of it. Job done. Yeah. So this is um, maybe in the when we do the top fifty list, you know, <laughs> four five years from now, Shelterwood will continue to climb up the charts for me. I hope so. so. But yeah, are you mad because Unexposed doesn't rank high enough? I am mad. I think yeah. it's a, a fantastic addition because it has the edition. soft touch covers, which is mm-hmm. my, one of mine and yours favorite things. And they're mm-hmm. these super bright colors, and it had a real nice gimmick to it, and I love the little envelopes that they come in. Yep. So, yeah, that's, that's yeah, like I said, it's a testament to Field Notes how good all these editions are. Do, so number f- do, no, go. I'm not letting you off. Do, do you have a reason for why it ranks lower than than some of the others? Yeah, just wait till I say these. I mean, it's okay. it's unbelievable. Okay. The, the ones, this like I said, this is, if I had to compare them side by side, which one would I pick up first? And then that's kind of how I thought out these rankings. It's super hard. I mean, just, yeah, just wait till these, I mean, all the names that we haven't gotten to, I would use before I use the Unexposed Edition. What I would say is as well, like, uh, if, you sh- hopefully you have already by now, but in the show notes, there's a Field Notes Colors Limited Edition Memo Books is one of the links. The show notes are at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 134. So you should be looking at that, looking at what they look like in case you've never seen some of these before. Yeah, um, for sure. They're all listed on one page. Yeah. Yeah, and so I've you can just scroll link. up and down the page. I've got that link in the show notes. Right, it looks like we're about to turn a corner. So before we do, let's take a, take a quick break and thank our friends over at Pen Chalet. Pen Chalet sell authentic, amazing rollables, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, and so much more. They have all of your favorite brands like Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor, and Kaveco. They're an authorized dealer of all of them. They give you very fast and super reliable customer service. They've always got great discounts going on. They have closeout specials as well where you can get some great deals. They're always adding new stuff all the time, new pens every single month. Over the time that we've known them, you can kind of just see how that catalog is growing and they you know, they became like a Kaveco dealer. Oh, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned earlier, they you know, they have all these great brands and they have all these great pens, but they also have loads of accessories too, like carrying cases, pen holders, refills, fountain pen converters, and so much more. They will give you free shipping on orders of over 50 bucks in the United States, but they also sell internationally as well with very reasonable shipping rates. Pen Chalet has low prices on high quality pens and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go to penchalet.com and use the code penaddict to save 10% off your order and click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password penaddict for even more savings as well as your 10% off. And this week's deals are fantastic. There's more than one this time. We have some fantastic deals on the Conklin Stylograph. We have the Platinum 3776 Century Fountain Pens. Kaveco Classic. You can get it for $16.88 after the coupon. The Kaveco Dia 2 is also in there. There's some fantastic deals this week with pens that are 50 to 20, uh, 25 to 50% off. So make sure that you go to penchalet.com and enter the pen addict code when you click the podcast link at the top. You're going to find some fantastic deals you should be going to check out. There's a bunch this week for pen addict listeners. So remember that time a few episodes ago, Penchalet sponsored and I ordered a pen online during the show? Yep. I ordered the Orange Pilot Custom 74. I can't put that pen down. It's really, really good. So I'll have a review on that. Um, you know, in the coming months, and uh, we'll talk about it more. But uh, that's going to uh, speaking of rankings, it's going to rank high in the in the grand scheme of my my pen collection. So that's just another example of more great deals from the Pen Chalet, and why you should jump on this week's offer as well, because you will end up with something super special like Brett's uh, pen that he has here. So thank you so much to Pen Chalet for continuing their support of the Pen Addict and Relay FM. They have been awesome to us all year. So back into the list, number 14 is Mackinac Autumn. 
and I really like what a beautiful edition. I don't some have of one my of these. Some of my favorite Field Notes editions are the multicolor editions. Um, Unexposed was one of them. Mackinac Autumn's one of them. There's some more down the list. I really like getting those three different color books in uh, each pack. So that's really cool. It doesn't get talked about a lot because it was such an early, early edition. But it's got these great fall colors. uh, Orange, a reddish orange, and a brown um, books. And they're really, really nice looking, um, especially in person. Mackinac Uh, was the first edition to have more than one color in the edition. Mm. Yep. Yep, and it it's great. It's really good. Um, Thirteen is an addition that I think has gotten completely lost in the shuffle, um, and that's the Fire Spotter edition. This is one of my favorites, and it's the one I think it might be the one that hurts me the most that I don't have. Mm-hmm. I have one of the red stock editions, right? Which they don't do anymore. Were they blood red blooded? Red-blooded, yes. But I never had a fire spotter, and I really, really have always wanted one, and I scoured the internet, but they're really hard to find. Yeah, so it's weird that, number one, they don't get talked about that much because they got usurped by the, the red-blooded edition. That's very similar, like the um, like the uh, debossed cover, um, which looks great. That's my favorite, one of my favorite styles. And... The Fire Spotter was one of the first ones where, like, the video really blew up. Um, you know, all of their videos have been wonderful. Field Notes and Brian and Jim do a great job on all their videos, and the Fire Spotter one really took off and, and you know, kind of crossed boundaries on the internet. And um, and in the Fire Spotter edition, it came with a, a tattoo, like a, a like a. a what are those tatly, you know, like transfer tattoo yeah, temp- type temporary kind of tattoos. Things. Temporary tattoo, thank you. And um you don't hear a lot of people ever talking about the Fire Spotter, but it's a beautiful edition. Um that if you ever came across, uh you you would be all over it. Number twelve, and this is probably where we're gonna fight, Mike. Um that's the traveling salesman. The green ledger with the brown and gold cover. This is a cool edition. This would also I, be really low down for me on, on my list. Yep, we've talked about it before on yours. Um, this one's funny because they actually had a little bit of a printing issue with this one, and they got out into the wild. What happens is when you use the thicker paper, um, this has the 70-pound paper um, in it, and it changes the the binding of the, the dimensions, like the centering of the print on the front page. So some of them are a little bit off because it it kind of widened the cover, if you will, um, and it it threw it off a little bit. And I didn't know that for a, probably know, probably a year after it. It's it's really really close, but um, it was kind of funny because uh, they usually like nail all the details like this. This next one is going to be some people's number one, and I could argue it could go way up the charts as we go through this, and that's the Night Sky edition. Might be my favorite. Might be my favorite. Um, yeah, I, I think I would struggle actually to to put an edition higher than Night Sky. Yeah, this is one I would actually listen to arguments on for a, a ranking higher. The the there holographic are, there are parts s- on the back. Yeah, there are so many special things about Night Sky that the holographic probably being the most, but the pattern on the inside, which they've now used in other editions, mm-hmm. like the the little. Uh, crosshairs as mm-hmm. a reticle reticle yes that's it mm-hmm. uh oh i love them and and i will always love uh thomas hall for sending me six thousand editions <laughs> uh, of, of them because i i will have these forever now and, and just superb and also they they uh they hold a a, a nice memory for me as well um when the email came uh for this edition I was standing on Alcatraz Island waiting for the boat to to come pick me up. Nice. Uh, and the first time that I went to San Francisco. So I I remember getting it and I remember me, Stephen and Sean Blanc uh, all frantically purchasing, even though I'd already mm-hmm. had mine. I was a subscriber by then, but I went and bought like another, another set. Mm-hmm. Loved that. Loved, loved, loved that edition. Yeah, it's a it's a great addition, and I mean, not a bad word to say about it. And it ranks at number eleven on my list. <laughs> it's kind of amazing, but uh, I've never I don't recall since Field Notes became really popular. I've never seen an edition sell out faster than Night Sky edition. It was it was amazing. Yep. So 
Uh, number 10 is America the Beautiful. And this is one that probably would have been in like 20th spot a year or two ago. But the more I look at this edition and the more I use this edition, the more I love this edition. And I have actually hunted down extra packs of this edition because I like it so much. One of the it's a, greatest covers. One of the greatest covers they've ever done. It's really different um, in the grand scheme of field notes. It's a real standout design wise. And it was one of the first to use the thicker paper, uh, I believe. And it became hugely, hugely popular. And it's, it's just a flat out beautiful edition. I didn't get it at first, but the more I used it and the more I looked at it and the better it came, it, it, it became to me. And I just, I really, really liked the edition. It's one of my favorites. It's, it is definitely, definitely one of my favorites. Yep. Number nine, day game. This is kind of like in the fire spotter range where it doesn't get a lot of love. Like some of the, like, like night sky, for example, um, doesn't get a huge amount of love, but it's a really, really quality edition. It's got one of my favorite single notebooks in it. This is another three color pack. Um, it's one I'm actually using right now is with a white cover and a red uh, field notes printing on the front, red ink. It looks beautiful. And plus the other, the, the green and the brown editions are really nice too. And it uses a dot grid, um, which at the time... When this came out, they weren't doing much uh, dot grid, if any. I don't know if this was the first. I'd have to look back and, and do some math and about that. But uh, And it also came with a book, um, if you were a part of a, the color subscribers, which I think that's the only time that there's been a, uh, a book with the, uh, with the edition. So that's, that's been a popular edition. But um, it kind of, kind of like Fire Spotter, it gets a little bit lost in the shuffle with some of these other ones, but I really, really enjoy it. And that's my current, current edition that I'm using right now. Hmm. Number eight is Drink Local. I love this edition. Love, love, love this edition. Six different colors. Love the yellow, or I don't know if they call it lager or barley grid that they use. I haven't enjoyed using an edition as much as Drink Local in a long time. And I've filled up several of these and given some to friends and gave some to my parents. And, you know, they came with the little six pack holder and the coasters. And I just thought it was a really well designed addition, great video. And I thoroughly enjoyed using that addition. And that's an addition that when I'm looking for a new notebook to use now, I it's, it's right there at the top to, to grab a drink local and use that because I like that addition so much. Number seven, this was a hard one to rank and it's butcher blue. So this might this is probably the single rarest edition that there is. It's not the prettiest edition. It's not the most common edition, obviously. It's ridiculously expensive, but it ranks so high just because it has that aura about it. Okay. Um because I don't know, like the way these look. Right, right. You know, if it was based on rarity, this would be number 1. But and it's not as good looking as like Butcher Orange, which I have ranked higher. Um, but there's something about the aura of that book that makes it special. So that's where that one falls in um, in, in the rankings. And one of these days, I'm going to have to use one of these because um, I said I would. So um, coming soon to an insane asylum near you, I guess, <laughs> when I crack that pack open. Number six, National Crop. Can you tell I like the uh, the multicolor editions? Oh, big... I, lo I love National Crop. I love the box that they came in. I love the idea behind them. The patch that it came with? Yeah. Uh, everything about this edition is nailed. And this is one, if I see them for sale and they're reasonable price, I just stock up on it. It's a beautiful edition. Six different color books, um, all on different crops. Um, you know, it's cotton, sorghum. Uh, I can't remember the whole list, but each of them is a different color. And seeing people use these, this is one of those that wears really, really well. So when you see a used uh, beater one of these, they look fantastic. And this is, you know, the real traditional edition based on, you know, what these, what the Field Notes was about, you know, back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s in the farmland and all the, um, all the farmers using, you know, their books to track their crop cycles and, and things like that. So great, great addition. Lots of history, lots of meaning behind this and the delivery and execution of the 
um, addition was spot on. Number five is just below zero. This is a really, really beautiful addition. Um, kind of bluish, bluish gray silvers. It's a super rare edition. It's one of the early editions. And actually all these at the top of my list. Maybe it's nostalgic that I've had some of these editions since the very beginning that I, I prefer them more than some of the old, some of the uh, more current editions. But you'll see all the rest of this top five are older editions that you just can't get anymore. That, Something about that, that Just Below Zero is beautiful. That the Just Below Zero breaks the uh, the winter trend. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a winter one that I uh, yeah. that I like. So that's funny. Yeah, so that's good. And uh, I guess the next one is too a, a winter one, which is the very first colors edition, and that's Mister Butcher Orange. Yes. Um, it's just it's a famous edition, and what's funny is. I'll have to go back and look at it. I think it's the only edition with an unoriginal name along with Butcher Blue. They're named after the physical cardstock that they're printed on. So the actual cardstock of the cover is a Butcher Orange by whichever company that makes that cardstock. I can't remember. It's not in front of me right now. So like, you know, Just Below Zero is the name that Field Notes came up with. Well, Butcher Orange and Butcher Blue are a physical product name. Like you could go to a printer right now and get Butcher Orange paper. So I thought French, that was interesting. Uh, French Duratone Butcher yeah. Orange 80 pound cover. Yep. So um, between Butcher Orange and Butcher Blue, I don't think there's uh, any other ones that's actually the product name. Uh, and that was their very first editions, right? So they were still feeling this out. They don't know what's going to happen at this point, right? No one knows that Butcher Orange and Butcher Blue are going to become <laughs> terms in our realm that we actually throw around with regularity. So it's kind of funny to look back and, and see that um, naming style at the time. Craft was around before this, though, wasn't it? Yeah, Craft was... Stock Craft was the first. And then... Shortly after, I want to say six months or within the first year, and I think it was probably about six months since they started the company, then they did the colors thing and Butcher Orange was the first, followed by Butcher Blue. And we've told stories and had Brian Bedell on to explain how the, all this stuff originated. And you'll have to go back and listen to that episode. We'll put that episode in the show notes, Mike, because um, Brian talks about the history and how they had some mistakes on the print runs of these and the quantities. And that's why they're so rare, especially the Butcher Blue. Um, they just didn't have many to sell to non-retailers. So that's why they're hard to, hard to get a hold of. Number three, Raven's Wing. This edition is sick. The black, pitch black covers with the uh, letter pressed covers and the orange band, it's just striking. I mean, it looks like Halloween. They picked the perfect name for it. It's a beautiful edition. Uh, I remember at the time, I sent a few of these out, like singles out to friends, just saying, look how awesome this is. Uh, Raven's Wing was the edition that brought Field Notes into the general consciousness, I think. I think so. That was where I first heard of Field Notes because I, I remember John Gruber linking to it. Yep, that one That one kind of broke broke them out, and it's still highly, highly sought after. You hear Raven's Wing just in Field Notes conversation all the time. I think it's probably a lot of people's favorite edition. Yep. Um, I, was it, able, it would... I have been able to get myself a couple of those packs, which I'm, mm -hmm. I'm very happy about. Yeah, yeah, they're really, really great. Number two, American Tradesman. I love this edition, everything about it. It's one of the more simple editions that they've ever done. It's a standard, it's a like a blue corrugated cover and a gray graph. Very nice. With um, gray graph? Yeah, gray graph with like red uh, printing on the inside. If I could have like an everyday notebook, it would probably be designed like that. Um, it's, I don't know, there's something about it. And when they did it, they just included these red um, carpenter's pencils with it. It was just, this is a, an addition that not a lot of people would understand why it ranks so highly until you use it, I think. Because visually, it doesn't necessarily stack up to some of the other ones around it in the rankings. But the feel. I love the cover. And yeah, the cover and the, the just the tactile feeling and using it is is really really good. And then number one, this was if anyone knows me, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, grass stained green is so far ahead of every other edition. 
there should be like number one, resting green, dot, 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 everything else. That's how much I love that edition. It's the best. It's far and away the best. I wish I had 10 three packs of Grastain Green. Um, I don't know what it is about this edition. The green cover, the printing, the style. There's nothing I don't like about this edition. It's amazing. Um, I, I don't know what to say about it just because I've talked about it so much. It's uh, far and away my favorite Field Notes edition. And um, I, people who have actually been lucky enough to get their hands on this, they are pretty much in agreement that this is one of the top editions ever made. And, um, you know, unfortunately, hard to get. You, you almost never see these uh, on the secondary market to, to pick up. So, so that's my list, Mike. I'm very lucky uh, to have a single, mm-hmm. which you sent me. I did. I did. I sent out a few singles to a few people, um, you know, back in the day. And uh, that's one I've actually gone through. I've got one three pack left uh, sealed. And uh, I think at the time I had three three packs I've used and sent out <laughs> pretty much everything that I have on on those. And I've sent some to uh, some field nuts and things like that. So um, I like spreading the wealth of the uh, the field notes just because I was lucky enough to get in on an early, have some extra ones and uh, like other people to be excited about the the, the whole brand so i'm happy to do it so what do you think hey, give give me what's number one on mike i'm not going to make you go through any type of list here but your number one field notes um i i, I must say i struggle because for me i, I really really love uh night sky mm-hmm. uh and i really love america the beautiful Mm-hmm. Um, what else has had the thick paper? I know there was one other edition, wasn't there? That had the thick paper, uh, Shelterwood and Traveling Salesman. Yeah, so not not Shelterwood then. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think for me, it's it's pro, it's even Night Sky. Um, no, it's Night Sky. Night Sky is my favorite. Night Sky yeah. is definitely my favorite. I can totally get behind that being number one overall. What a great edition. So now before before we wrap, we have a couple of uh honorable mentions. You know, other people there's a huge collector's market around Field Notes and Field Notes works with several other brands and does lots of special print runs for events or for products and just it's limitless the number of editions out there, but Mike and I wanted to point out a couple of special editions that we love so much and what's funny is Mike had homework to do this and he just kind of did it right before the show. And I wrote, he wrote down two editions. I wrote down three editions and I wrote down without seeing his list, two of the exact same, (laughs) his two plus one more of mine are exactly the same. So we both love the factory floor editions that are usually released straight from, uh, straight from draplin.com and from Aaron Draplin. So the most recent one was the, uh, this last one that just came out the Christmas one, the gray orange, you know, I don't know what you want to call it with the port that was at the uh, Portland uh, Draplin pop-up shop mm-hmm. prior to that was the Jade edition, which is really, really beautiful. Oh yeah. Prior to that, um, he just did some releases for his himself to use around the shop. They have orange covers. Like I have a numbered edition of 200, um, one of the orange covers and I, they're all kind of rolled up into this factory floor edition. So you'll see a lot of factory floor editions um, if you're into the field notes thing. The second one we wrote, both wrote down was the Cole DDC edition that just came out. Was that last year? It was about a year ago. Yeah, it was last year. Uh, it was a red, white, and blue cover with a yellow band that they did uh, with Cole. Cole is a headwear maker and. uh they did a, a collaboration. It's got kind of this American flag look to it. It's just a really unique design. It kind of stands out from the crowd and a lot of the other uh, Field Notes designs. Um, it's a really, really beautiful edition. It would rank both of these editions. These are like some of the, they're pro- definitely like top five, top 10 material just in looks and usability wise. And the third one I put down, Mike, is a really, really old edition, but something about it is always striking to me, and it's the Renegade Pencils edition. edition. Oh, yeah, it's it had, the one with the Russian writing on it, right? Yeah, it's Mongolian. So it has That's the Mongolian it. writing. It's a regular craft notebook, but that Mongolian writing on it 
makes it stand out from all these other editions. Um, and if you can ever get your hands on one, they're super, they're practically impossible to get because I think they came out in like 2009. They're one of their first collaboration. August, August 2010. Oh, 2010. But they're one of their first collaborations um, that Field Notes actually really advertised, but they still didn't make very many of it, many of them. Um, something about that edition gets me every time I every time I see it. It's a it's just a super cool edition. So those are those are kind of our uh, our special special editions, and that list could go on forever. I mean, that's that's yeah. an infinite that's sure, an infinite list. I'm sure, many people are going to tell us the ones that we've forgotten. Yeah, actually, I'd like to hear it. Um, you know, I've got stacks of other ones. Um, that I've got out. I like some of the neon ones that they did, you know, ice pops and, uh, uh was it summer camp? I like those neon ones and there's, there's whole kinds, all kinds of editions that have been done. So, uh, let us hear your special, your favorite special edition field notes and, uh, let us know your, um, let us know your, give me your top five field notes. If you've used them, um, Shoot me an email, send me a tweet. Uh, Mike, how can they get in touch with us and, uh, let us know what their favorites are. Well, one first thing you should do, you want to go over to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 134. You'll find the show notes there and all the links for today's episode. You'll also find a button so you can click and send us an email so you can send in those lists that way. Or you can get us on Twitter. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and Brad is at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. It's a great way to get in touch with us. Brad also writes the fantastic penaddict.com. Thanks so much to our sponsors this week, Dash and Pen Chalet. I hope you have a very happy holiday and a Merry Christmas uh, to you all out there. Um, I hope that uh, Santa brings you many pens. And uh, we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.